Health Unwrapped is the conversation you need to hear to enhance your well-being from the experts at Biogland. We'll be talking about trending health topics and ways you can make a difference to your health with leading experts discussing the latest developments in dietary supplements and, of course, natural foods. goal is to drop a dress size or lose a few pounds 100% you can do that by cleaning up your diet a bit exercising a bit more being a bit more active and you can maintain it and have a really happy work-life balance of your body and, and enjoyment you know of life I'm your host Natalie Silverman host of the fertility podcast and I'll be taking you on your wellness journey so welcome back to another episode of Health Unwrapped and I'm really looking forward to having a conversation with Chloe Maidley, personal trainer, fitness guru, podcast host and I have to confess to a bit of a girl crush having studied your Instagram. I mean, the level of training, which is what we're going to be talking about. Welcome to the podcast, Chloe. Thank you so much for having me. I'm actually really flattered to be here. Like, Obviously, a lot of what I do is entirely physique-based, which means that a lot of what I do is very surface. So to be here with Bioglan and, you know, with you talking about actual real serious physique stuff, is it's quite a compliment. Well, we're talking about serious physique stuff in the hope to take away the stigma associated with it especially when it comes to so you're amazing in terms of raising awareness of of weightlifting and weight Mm. training for women Mm -hmm. and as someone who has trained for long enough to understand that the whole assumption that you weightlift and you'll get big isn't isn't correct you want to get strong Mm -hmm. I think it's a really old school stigma that is changing but it's still prevalent today Um, so much so that the very first book deal so I I have uh, I'm currently writing my fourth book and I'm about to sign a contract to do a fifth with my publishers amazing I missed that out in your intro author of three (laughs) books already we'll talk about the book no so and and you know when I when I sat down and had my first meeting with them I said to them you know I got into training eight years ago I hated exercise hated it I was the girl that bunked every Every PE session, every we had games on Friday at my school as well, where you really got to pick what you wanted to do, but it had to be physical. And I literally would claim that I had uh, my period every week, every single week of the month to get out of it. Hated it. Um, started running a little bit in my early 20s because I started to get quite bad anxiety, which developed into quite severe panic attacks. So my doctors basically said, running can help, exercise can help. So usually at night, usually at about eight or nine o'clock at night, it would really start to come on and I'd go for a run. Hated it. Hated every second of it. But, you know, it, it kind of was good at, at the, in the moment to clear my head. Then I met my ex-boyfriend, who was also a personal trainer. And he took me to the gym very begrudgingly and taught me how to Olympic lift. And this sounds really hyperbolic and dramatic, but he put an Olympic bar on my back and he taught me how to squat. And I took to it immediately like a duck to water, fell in love with it. And almost immediately, my anxiety, panic attacks, self-esteem, self-confidence, drive, my ability to be disciplined. It was so interesting. It was a, a very quick domino effect of bang, 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 bang. And all of a sudden, not only did I start to physically feel better, I started to mentally feel better. And then once I sorted out my diet, which is a whole other topic entirely, I started to finally have the body that I'd always wanted that I was surprised when I started running, I didn't get. There are huge physiological benefits to weightlifting, both external and internal. And the the idea that there are still debates you know in the mainstream media amongst older women as to should women lift weights or not does it look good or not it's actually really embarrassing and really awful because it's the best thing you can do for your body regardless of sex um so i don't know why we're telling women not to do it because it doesn't look good i mean it's just so archaic 
So just talking through the kind of training that you do, and I know I've been more recently doing CrossFit and I've been right. um, learning more about the techniques. You talked about Olympic lifting and things that I thought I knew that I've now been kind of having broken down into the technique. Mm. And when you talk about the rewarding element of it, knowing how it feels when you do it right, how it feels to when you do it wrong, it's such a difference. Yeah. Talk me through the type of training that, that you do, for example. I am big into weightlifting obviously there are just like everything like with cardio how you could you know do high intensity low intensity moderate intensity it's the same for weightlifting you can do endurance training which is great if you're like a cardio bunny or you're a triathlete you know if you need to be strong but you also need to be fit you know that endurance will be great for you and that tends to be obviously higher higher sets and higher reps with a lighter weight um before you exhaust muscle hence endurance um i am what i would class myself as a physique athlete so I work in hypertrophy, which is uh, specifically means muscle growth, which means I'll normally do kind of moderate sets and reps. So that would be like three sets of eight reps of as heavy a weight I can until the muscle is fully exhausted. And that is how you, that's the first step in growing the muscle. The second step is rest and recovery, which we'll get to. And then there's strength and that is really performance based. And, and there you're talking about real power lifting, usually a squat, bench and deadlift. Those are the competition lifts. And that's really about kind of uh, periodization and programming your training to basically break you through strength plateaus and get you as strong as you can possibly get before a competition or really just recreationally for enjoyment. So I tend to do that middle ground, but it really depends on what you enjoy. You know, I have a lot of people who really don't like hypertrophy. I have a lot of clients who really don't like strength and I have a lot of clients who really don't like endurance, especially me. So, you know, it's all about kind of finding what the client really likes and then getting them to their goal. So with that in mind, if you've got 10 minutes, because... Ultimately, we're talking about the type of, of training that does take time. Mm. There's no quick fix. You've got to put in the hours for it. But if you don't have lengthy, like a 30, 40 yeah. an hour each day or however often we'll talk about the frequency of your training. So you've got 10 minutes. What would be your advice? There's a lot of stuff floating around online now about how home workouts are a load of... I'm not going to swear on this podcast. Nonsense. It's too grown up. Nonsense. Yeah. And that's just completely and utterly inaccurate. Resistance training is resistance training. You can do that with your body against gravity. You know, it's different. Of course it is to, you know, doing like a strength training where you probably do need an external weight, but it's still effective. And also, you know, especially when you do home training, you can merge your aerobic and anaerobic activities. So you can merge your cardio and your resistance in one fell swoop and get an amazing metabolic workout done in 10 minutes. So I would normally suggest doing something lower body so like a squat jump that's going to really exhaust you you'll probably have to slow it down and go into a just a standard <laughs> squat but that's going to work pretty much every muscle in your core and your lower body then I would probably do something like walk out push-ups which is going to uh, work pretty much every muscle in your upper body and again your core and then I would probably end with something that was really cardio focused like mountain climbers which again will oh. hit yeah oh rank <laughs> it'll hit your upper body your core and your lower body I would do each of those for a minute each and then I would rest for two. Believe me, you'll need it. <laughs> Catch your breath. It is really trying. Rest for two minutes and then I'd repeat it. And in that 10 minutes, you're basically going to get a really good workout in for your entire body and you're going to have a really strong impact on your uh, metabolic rate. You want to kind of keep your metabolic rate as optimal as possible, especially if physique is your goal, whether it's muscle mass or fat loss. Um, so just kind of doing something like that every day is really just kind of going to skim the top off. 
Here's a podcast challenge for you. Can you describe what mountain climbers are with okay. your words? You're not to demonstrate. Okay, fine. Think of uh, an uh, an army man. An army man. I'm so articulate. Or woman. <laughs> or woman. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's 2020. <laughs> army woman in a push-up position. Now, imagine that they are doing horizontal running on the spot. So that is what a mountain climber is. So you're holding yourself up in a push-up position, which is, of course, going to isolate and hit all your upper body muscles. And then you're running on the spot horizontally, which is, of course, going to hit your lower body, your core, and your uh, cardiovascular system. It's going to go through the roof. Enjoy. (laughs) Well described, though. Well described. We mentioned at the start that you are soon to be writing your fourth book. Currently, whilst we're talking, your third book, Transform Your Body With Weights, has come out. And it's for beginners, intermediates and advanced people. Because the way that we've been talking might assume a certain amount of knowledge. And I think some people get a little bit intimidated by the whole idea of going in and starting weightlifting. And then when you talk about supplementing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So as 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 a starting point to go to the gym to start lifting to start lifting weights mm. would your like first bit of advice be to go and ask that PT in your gym just have that conversation because again if you've joined the gym you might not get approached by them and yeah. you might not know how to start oh, it oh god if they're anything like my gym they do not leave you alone I'm like I'm a personal trainer leave me alone <laughs> um Right. So uh, it is hugely irresponsible of any personal trainer or coach to put out a plan online or a workout on Instagram or a book um, and expect that somebody can just walk into a gym and pick up an Olympic bar and squat. A, they're going to get hurt. B, um, they're likely to just not even do it because it it, it looks a lot more intimidating than it is. You know, part of the fun of it is that it looks super impressive. But when you know what you're doing, it's absolutely (laughs) very easy. that you have to understand that I... Okay, so I would say, go in there, and the first thing I say in my book is um, learn how to do a simple bodyweight squat. So, you know, feet hip-width apart, come down, keep your back straight, bending only at the hips um, and subsequently knees, come down into a low squat, push up through the heel... Give your glutes a little squeeze. That is a squat. And you could do that at home before you even go to the gym. You can practice it every day for, you know, weeks on end before you're ready to go into the gym. And even then, all you have to do is pick up, you know, you can do a goblet squat. So that's essentially just picking up a kettlebell or even just a dumbbell, holding it in front of your chest and doing the same thing. That's a weighted squat. Um, And you can slowly progress into the Olympic bar and the weights. Now, you don't have to do that. If you're like me and you're all in or not at all because you're insane, um, then I would say absolutely go into the gym. Find either a gym instructor, they're qualified to basically train people on the gym floor, or a personal trainer who obviously have more qualifications. um, And you say, teach me how to do a squat. And they should, you know, hopefully, if they are worth their salt, be able to teach you in... I would say about 10, 20 minutes, how to perfect the modality, the physical modality of a squat. Um, And it is important because you have to understand when you are adding weight onto your exercise, if you don't know what you're doing on a basic level, you can get really hurt. So just ask for help. And I promise you, like I say, 10, 20 minutes, you'll get it down. And once you know the exercises, you're off. I'd never understand when people are like, I've had my PT for a year. I'm like, why? You should have your PT for a few weeks. Know what you're doing. Know every session, every muscle. Go. Is there anything in particular that motivates you to keep doing what you do and to push yourself further? Yeah, I'm a physique-based athlete. Um, So, you know, it's very narcissistic and it's very shallow. And I'm completely okay saying that. When I look at, you know... um, 
you know, we just, the, the Arnolds are a big, the, one of the biggest bodybuilding shows in the world. They just came around. And when I look at, obviously there's different classes. I think people think bodybuilder and they think of one specific type. There's multiple classes. I mean, you think of every physique you like and there's a class for it. Um, and I look at these these women and I just think, I know the amount of training that goes into that, the cardio, the weightlifting, the nutrition, the sleep, the, the supplementation. And I find it so impressive. Um, and they really motivate me and inspire me every time the competitions roll around. I'm like, wow, like that's incredible, incredible effort and, and willpower. But also... I think the science of bodybuilding and nutrition is just always, always evolving. And, and the more that I learn, the more hooked I get. And it never stops. Um, so my knowledge now and my passion for what I do now far outweighs last year, let alone eight years ago. Have you surprised yourself with what you've done with your body? Yes. I look back, I actually haven't gotten myself into amazing physique shape. In t I, let me be contextual here in terms of the context that I'm talking about, which is being able to get on a stage or in front of a camera and be on the cover of a fitness magazine. It's a different level to quote unquote normal. And I, I, I understand that and I need other people to understand that. I haven't actually been in that shape in a few years now because yeah, it is, it is a huge, huge life commitment. And I've had a lot of stuff going on with getting married and the books and congratulations thank you <laughs> and um I look back at those photos now I haven't been in that shape for a while and I'm like oh my god how did I do that that's amazing and I actually start uh, my next photo shoot prep in a few weeks and I'm really excited because I've spent all this time building muscle which means that underneath when I'm ready to go again hopefully I should have a completely different shape and I again I know it's narcissistic and shallow but it excites me like I'm excited about it um so yeah I'm I'm still super motivated it's really interesting for you to hear you use the word excite because I was wondering whether there was an element of pressure there when you talked earlier about the anxiety you used to feel and why mm. running kind of started all of this mm. and now we know that body image is so prevalent in mm. mainstream society and especially with young women and there's the whole strong not skinny campaign which has been brilliant and I love that there's more people like you explaining what you do and you know we have all the different social platforms that people can have access to it but with the kind of excitement comes the, the pressure mm. to look a certain way mm. and I'm just interested in your advice on finding that balance I mean you've talked about it mm. each time really with a specific goal in mind you know exactly what you're doing and what needs to happen what needs to give yeah when you can let yourself off a little bit yeah would that be your your best advice I would say so initially when I first started doing this it was a shock when I got in great shape the first time around and um then went on holiday <laughs> and came back off holiday and looked like I did in the beginning. If anything, actually, I'd gained more body fat, which is really normal. People are like, oh, you can eat whatever you want. You're so lean. You're so Actually, it's the exact opposite. When you work really hard to get that lean, your body is uh, really angry at you because you've basically stripped all of its survival fat. Um, and the second that you start feeding it, it you are in a position to basically uh, have fat overshooting, which means your body's going to store more uh, than it ever has done before. And it was a real shock to me that that happened. And I thought, oh, my God, I've just put myself out there as being this like physique girl. And I've done all these shoots and I've been posting on Instagram. And I look in two weeks, literally two weeks worse than I did when I started. And it was a real shock to the system. And at that point, the pressure was on. And I, I spent the next two years playing a game of cat and mouse with my body, which was awful. And I wish that I'd known then what I know now, but I didn't. And I had to learn and I had to get to where I am now. 
Now, this is where I'm at. I understand that unless you are genetically one of those kind of naturally very athletic looking or even just very petite um, or even, you know, model like girls, unless you're genetically shaped like that. Believe me when I say that body transformation, changing your body, it is a slog and it is an ongoing battle. Um, you know, your, your body will fight you to go back to homeostasis, which is your natural set point. Um, so what I learned to do is and it took me so long to get here. And I, I try and tell all my clients this right from the off now, is I learned to say, okay, I can't maintain being at 12% body fat for more than a few weeks because I'm miserable, I'm moody, I'm angry, I'm hungry, I don't sleep properly, everything, it looks great, of course it looks great, but you feel like crap. So at that point you have to say, okay, if I can't maintain it, what can I do to stay physique, to stay working on the physique I want? Or if it's a performance goal, to stay working on the performance I want? What you do is you slowly transition out of it and you start focusing, or I do anyway, on building muscle. And that means your calories have to go up. Your cardio has to come down and you have to start implementing more rest days, which means you get that real life balance, but you still have a goal and you're still focused. You're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, you know, chucking it in the effort bucket, you know, over stuffing your face because you've been on a diet and you're not anymore, not training because what's the point? Because you're like, no, you still have a goal. I'm going to go, I'm going to lift weights, reduce cardio, implement rest days eat more food and actually you get into a really nice cycle and habit with your life of knowing if you're like me I love pushing hard I love having a goal I love I love actually to be honest slogging my butt off and getting somewhere and achieving something but obviously I'm human I can't do it all the time so there has to come a point where I'm like okay now I'm gonna focus on something else that allows me to have a life like we're all human we all have a life and that's how I recommend my clients do it do it in a cyclical fashion and always have a goal in mind but it doesn't mean that you always need to be 100% one way or 100% the other. So for people thinking that this is the year they're going to get fit, they're going to do whatever that goal is, it's really making a plan, isn't it? Yeah, and I would also say that I understand that the context that I'm talking about in terms of my body, it's quite extreme. You know, and I always say that the, the level of sacrifice in terms of the training and nutrition that you're going to have to make will directly correlate with the goal. So if your goal is to drop a dress size or lose a few pounds, 100% you can do that by cleaning up your diet a bit, exercising a bit more, being a bit more active, and you can maintain it and have a really happy work-life balance of your body and, and enjoyment, you know, of life. If somebody comes to me and they say, no, 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 you don't understand, I want to look like that, and they show me an Olympian or, you know, a, a physique uh, athlete, I'm like, okay, listen, <laughs> there is absolutely no room for error here. Your whole life is going to change and you have to understand that once you get there, it ain't going to stay unless you want to be miserable for the rest of your life, which I'm sure you don't. It ain't going to stay. And you, you have to really make an effort to understand your end goal before you even start on a plan. And you share some before and after pictures of, of predominantly women that you work with. Do you work with men as well? Yeah, I do actually work with men as well. Um, weirdly they don't tend to send me their before and afters they just send me thank you messages okay. which I like well in um one of the examples I saw you put underneath you know this was like 18 months transformation mm. and, yeah. and I think it's important to to highlight that period of time I know I hinted at it earlier but we we are guilty of this quick fix mentality especially with our bodies aren't we with fat yeah. dieting and all that everyone kind of thing. is yeah uh, 100% I think there's yeah again there's two kinds of results you know I have I have before and afters on my page which have have taken clients a matter of weeks months to do and that's fantastic you can very much see the difference in the physique of someone who's taken a year, two, three, two, and I know who you're talking about Bethan, she's great, um, a year, two or three to achieve a complete physique transformation, which she's done. And, and, and when I say uh, body transformation in that sense, I mean um, 
body composition completely altered and that's a muscle mass v fat mass um, and what she's done is incredible and that takes years um, and then you know there's a difference between somebody going from being a size 14 to being a size 10 and you can definitely see the difference but you know you compare it with someone who's been weightlifting for three years and it's I mean it's just it's incomparable um so again like I say it depends what you want depends on the goal the sacrifice that Bethan had to make you know has been really actually to be more patient um which is a hard enough mental battle in itself whereas somebody going from a size 14 to a size 10 in a few weeks uh the sacrifice is that you have to be like savagely hitting your workout and your diet but uh you're not going to get that same kind of shape or muscle that you want if you look at a physique competitor now if you're going to give people if there's one myth that you can dispel we talked about this assumption of women shouldn't be lifting weights at the start what's one other kind of fitness myth that you'd like to dispel Hmm. what is a fitness myth that i would like to dispel um that either carbs and or fats will make you fat like you have to understand there's three macronutrients that make up your overall calorie intake um so you know under the umbrella of calories you have proteins fats and carbs protein should really be your dominant macro for reasons i've already mentioned um you know the the constant being in a catabolic state and needing to feed muscle especially if you perform um in the gym or have a physique goal but also if you're anyone you know you know biology is biology um and then the other two macronutrients that should make up your day-to-day uh, food intake are carbs and fats. Neither are going to make you fat. It's calories. It's how many calories you're consuming in a day. That is will determine whether or not your body will um, oxidate fat stores, adipose tissue for fuel, and you'll get fat loss. Or uh, whether it doesn't need to and it will add to those um, fat stores because you're having too many calories that you're not using in a day. A calorie is a unit of energy. You know, if you're not using it, your body is going to store it as energy, which is basically fat to keep you warm. And that's essentially how it works. And kind of, like I say, like your survival uh, coat. So... So if I were, when I talk to my clients who don't want to track calories and macros, and that's fine if you don't want to track your food intake because it can make you really food focused, and I do understand that, um, I basically will say I want you to have protein, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, and then time your carbohydrate intake pre and post workout. So have carbohydrates with your protein before you train and after you train. The rest of the time, take them out, replace them with fats. That way you're not having double energy macros, double the calories, um, but you're still very nutritionally sound. Um, And then I would say if you get hungry, you know, mid-morning, mid-afternoon, have a protein-based snack. um, And as always, throw as much veg into everything as you can because that's micronutrients, vitamins and minerals, and you literally need them to survive. I really hate it when people are like, I don't like vegetables. I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) Eat them. (laughs) Loads of really, really useful information there, Chloe. And if people want to follow you, on your socials um it's at madely chloe on instagram um i'm about to launch my new website next week which is chloe madely.com creative exciting (laughs) um and i deleted my twitter because i don't like it and i deleted my facebook because i don't like it so there's nothing fair enough i think you've got enough going on with your insta thank you so much really useful advice there and hopefully we can get people to just start yes if anything isn't that's the big key here yeah and like i say you know don't forget I know I talk a kind of a big game about physique and stuff, but like I say, if you have quite an open and shut goal, I want to drop a dress size, I want to lose a few pounds, clean up your diet, start eating a bit healthier, uh, be mindful about portion sizes, because remember what I said about calories in versus calories out, and be active, just get moving. And I promise you, just by doing that alone, you'll probably start to see a difference, especially in the beginning. That's when it's the easiest. 
Make sure you subscribe via your favorite podcast app to stay up to date on Biogun's commitment to your wellness. And to find out more about our products, follow us on Instagram at Biogland Supplements, on Facebook at Biogland UK, or visit biogland.co.uk.